Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bippity Boss Podcast. I am so excited because today I have a very special guest with us all the way from the UK, party with Jelly Jade. She's going to share her journey, her experience with us, and give us a pep talk and just let us know that we are not alone and we have got this. So hello, Jade. How are you? Hello, Alexis. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm so wonderful and I'm so much better now that we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine, yeah, and a long way away as well. (laughs) Yes, yes, and so thank you for staying up with me because I know that we're on a dramatically different time zone, so I appreciate your time and your energy and your beautiful spirit. So let's just go ahead and jump right into this. Tell me about your experience in the character entertainment world as a woman in the party industry and how everything has been for you. Um, well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's it's quite rare, actually, that I find the entertainment industry um, can do stuff like this and we can entertain and inspire other people without actual businesses. So I um, I go by the name of Jelly Jade. Um, that's how my community know me. Um, and it's something that I've had to build up that personal brand literally from scratch. So um, obviously you've got your your other characters, the princesses and the superhero, and the people that the children know those types of characters. So for me, it's quite difficult to build up something that children don't know. And obviously we do teach children not to speak to strangers, but um, my brand is all about the rainbow. It's all about inclusivity and it's all about just making children and parents feel like they've got this. We can make those memories, celebrate birthdays and special occasions. Um, and that was kind of, I kind of fell into it to, to start with and I kind of was winging it um, and I thought it was going to be really easy and, um, you know, how naive of me. Um, but it's it's definitely been worth um, building it up and inspiring other people in my community and in the area. Um, so I kind of actually started um, as... Um, as a, I started working in retail and um, a lot of things in my life weren't kind of going how I wanted them to. Um, and um, I was actually homeless at one point uh, as a single mom um, and I went through quite an emotionally abusive relationship and marriage. And um, when I talk about things like that, it feels like it happened to somebody else. It's like watching a soap opera and, and explaining it and describing it to somebody. But um, I really did hit rock bottom. And um, if you'd have said back then to that Jade that you would be one of the leading experts in your in the, in the party industry, I would have just laughed in their face because I was quite a naive, 
little girl. Um, I was a single mom, and I had to not only build up my son's life from scratch, but also have get my life back so that I can support him. And um, one of those things was to work with children, and I worked in schools. And um, I realized then that I really enjoyed working with children. I think because I'm a big child myself, um, I'm, I'm heading towards 40. <laughs> and so I don't know how long I can get away with it for. But in the school environment, I was looking after children. Um, I was looking after children with special educational needs as well. And I just really loved it. And the only thing I didn't like was working for somebody else um, and having like people watching me and sort of you've got to be controlled in that environment and I didn't really feel comfortable um but I then fell pregnant with my second child and got married and did all the things um and my life was back on track it was how I wanted it to be um and literally a month after I had my second child is when I set up party with Jelly Jade um I don't know why <laughs> I don't know what what made me I think when I was pregnant um I was just thinking about working for myself I didn't know what it was I could do um when I was younger I know that I loved um being on the stage and uh just being one of those children that you know you see are really confident and go up and go I want to dance and I want to sing and I can't sing by the way um but <laughs> me <I> neither <laughs> I just believed I could. Um, and that's what we do. We pretend in, in this industry anyway. So I just remembered that. My dad was a, a disc jockey for about 40 years. So I grew up in the entertainment industry. Um, I married a DJ as well. Um, so it was kind of music's always been a part of our lives, going to concerts and um, being around parties all the time. So I was just at my um, young, my eldest son's school and um, I heard some of the mums talking in the school playground and they were saying um, we're going to plan this party and do we know any DJs and I just sort of went in and said I think I could entertain I wouldn't charge you but I'd like to sort of give it a go and they knew me from working in a school setting so they were like oh she must be you know the best person to to ask and I said look I'll just throw in some games um I'll do like some music we'll do a playlist and and that's how I kind of started um so I had my husband with me with the DJ uh set up in the disco and literally me standing in a room with 40 children um thinking I was great but my husband said to me at the time he was like you've got you're holding the microphone in your hand but you're not doing anything with it <laughs> And I just remember thinking, oh, but I thought I was really good. I got the children, you know, entertained and, you know, they they were happy. The mum was happy. It was great. But, you know, when you look back and you're just like, gosh, it was, it was awful. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> yeah. And also, talking of character appearances, just before Frozen became a big popular um, thing, especially in the party industry, I kind of foresaw it and thought, this was just before Jelly Jade. So I'd set up with my husband and we were doing lots of parties. And I thought to myself, oh, wouldn't it be great? I love Disney. Who doesn't? And I was just like, wouldn't it be great if I put on the princess dress and the wig? I'm laughing because it's horrific. Honestly, Alexis, like it was, I could cry thinking about it. I'll have to show you a photo. Please do. Um, <laughs> but you have to have a certain face to pull off the princess look not everybody can do it 
and I'm one of those people that cannot do it. But I thought, well, I, I bought, um, it was Aurora, it was Sleeping Beauty, it was a really tacky dress as well, um, and a blonde wig, and obviously, I've, and I, like, your, your listeners can't see, but I've got pink hair, um, I've got quite a square face, I do not, I do not look like a princess, um, Oh, girl, you're your own princess. I am my own, exactly. <laughs> Hence where Jelly Jade was born, because I was like, embrace yourself. And I, I do laugh at myself, and I, I put this wig on, I did this party, and it was awful, and I knew it was awful afterwards. The mum loved it. It did the job for the children, but I was just, oh, it was just so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. So... Because of that, though, like if you if you don't try these thing, these things, how do you know that they're going to work or not work? Because of that, that's how Jelly Jade was born. Because I was just like, there's nothing I can do about my face. I can't change it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's never going to be me. So what can I do to um, to be a, a, a character and a person instead of just just Jade standing there entertaining? I had to embrace my whole personality, like absolutely everything about me, make a fool of myself. I ditched my husband. I mean, I'm still married to my husband, but I ditched him in terms of the business because it, it was, it wasn't quite feasible us working together like that in terms of money. Um, somebody had to look after the kids every weekend. And I was a bit like, actually, you can look after them. I'll go off and do my thing. And that's, that's where Jelly Jade was born. And, um, I ditched my old business name and and started to build my personal brand from that. And what do I stand for? And what do I want people to feel? And what, how can I help uh, parents? And 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 it was such an exciting time. Obviously, I'm on the other side of that now, and I'm sort of riding the wave of it. But it was an exciting time because it was new and it was fresh. And things like Instagram and Facebook were in their prime you know where you would get good reach and everybody would see you and everybody would tag you and it would just be amazing and and it kind of grew from there it wasn't easy but it kind of grew from there and Mm -hmm. I'm still and I'm still learning today (laughs) I love that and so like I know you mentioned you were homeless and you've gone through all these struggles and and I want to go back to this because this is something that I know a lot of people struggle with, and that's mindset, you know, because yeah. mindset and some people will get in those those valleys and they won't be able to get themselves out and they'll keep yeah. getting in those valleys. So what would you recommend to someone that keeps finding themselves in a dark place mentally and that can't seem to pull themselves out and grow their business? God, that is really it's really tough, actually, to give advice on that, because I do still get days mm-hmm. that are like that. Uh, and obviously, we all, we all know, girl. Um, yeah, we're all, yeah, exactly. So I think, I think talking does really help having that support network around you. I had my family and friends, I was very, very lucky, who are still like, my friends are still my friends from back then. So they've seen me at my worst. Um, and they were the ones that encouraged me to make the next move or do things. And I think that's really important. And I know not everybody has that support, um, but there are, even if you find similar people in similar situation to you that can relate, they're the best people because they know what it is you're going through and they know what it is. I mean, when you're in that moment, that sounds like, well, I just can't do that. But when you come out the other side, it's like, thank goodness I took those steps to get myself out. And obviously mentioning mindset, mine mine has been um a, my mindset has been like a constant uh, learning curve and challenge and 
I've been doing the party um, business for 10 years now and the the Jade that was 10 years ago is a completely different woman to the 10 to, to now and back then I was I thought I knew it all mm-hmm. <laughs> um I thought I was better than I was um that's not I don't, that's not a confidence thing I think it was just really cocky and ego and, yeah massive mm-hmm. ego and it took lots of little bad things to happen for me to learn from them and grow and make obviously we've got to make mistakes and and, le- and learn and, and that's how I've become who I am today and I also read a lot of mindset books a yes lot. but before you get to that bit you need to know that your mindset has to change so yes. it's not a case of just picking up a book and reading it you actually need to go maybe it's a problem with my with who I am or my, my mindset or obviously I've been through a really traumatic experience and um never got taught how to run a business I just stood in front of a group of children and and performed and and obviously there's more to it in the background isn't there and that it does start with mindset I mean I definitely couldn't I would not be here if I hadn't worked on that in the beginning definitely Oh, yeah. And implementation is everything, you know, and I tell the girls that all the time. I say, I can give you all the classes in the world. I can tell you what books to read. I can tell you what meditations to do and, you know, how to journal. I can do all that for you. But if you don't do it, if you don't put in the work, then you're not going to get the results. And it's not just like, okay, I've done it. You know, now that's it. You actually have to keep doing it. It's a continuous, you know, it's continuous. Yeah, Um, Yeah, but no one teaches you that. I didn't get taught that either. Oh, me neither. No, I read a book, closed it, left it. Well, actually, you've got to take action from the book you've just read. <laughs> and uh-huh. I read it again and again and again. So, um, yeah, it's you are right. It is implementing it. And with all the tools and all the books in the world, it's down to you at the end of the day. Yep. And then I want to talk about, because you, you mentioned that the princess thing didn't work out for you. And I know that oftentimes character entertainment company owners, it's easy for us to do the characters because they're already requested, right? Like we, we're, we're, we already know that these characters are popular. We already know that the parents want them. So it's easy for us to just be like, oh, okay, I'm pretty. I can go to a party and I can perform and we learn, right? And we, and we do all the stuff. But what you've done is so unique and so creative because you've taken your own care. You've made your own character. You've, you've characterized yourself and you've packaged it and you've sold it and you've built this incredible customer base. So tell me about the beginning stages of Party with Jelly Jade and, and the um, any type of issues that you ran into with um, families not being familiar with the character or wanting a princess. How did you handle situations to where you were able to grow your character without um, sacrificing, you know, the fact that you weren't a traditional princess party company. Yeah, I think back then it was, it was, I wonder if it would be different if I, if I started now in the day and age that we're in, but back then, I say back then, it was only like a few years ago. Um, it, it, it looks and felt easier to do. Um, but I don't know if it was my situation. So I never sort of preached to other people saying, you can do it and anybody can do it. And because everyone's situation is different. And at that time I was a new, well, I was I was a mum to a second baby. Um, and so I was associating myself with other other mums. It's not something I had done with my first child, but my second, I was just like, well, I know what I'm doing now. Let's go and make friends again and be with other mummies. And, um, and that kind of helped in 
building up a network of mums um, and being in the right places. But I kind of made a nuisance of myself. It was, and I still do today, it's like show up. But no one was teaching me these things, by the way. I just kind of fell into them. It was like, well, let me go and show up. Let me go on Facebook. I mean, I was on Facebook a lot back then, like all day, all night, which I do not recommend, by the way, but um, it's, it sucks your soul. But back then, it was just like, you know, commenting in mummy groups and um, letting people know. I mean, I might see things and it, someone would say, does anybody know where I can find a, a venue for my party? And I'd say, oh, I know one. I would never sell. I would never say, let me part, like, let me entertain for you. I would just say, I know one. I, I entertained there the other day and, you know, and they would go off. And it was just this gradual build up of um, making a nuisance of myself and communicating to my target audience. I have to say, one thing I did miss out was probably about two or three years into entertaining, I actually wanted to quit. I wanted to quit and I wanted to close down. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. It's too difficult. And the thing that turned it around for me was finding a business mentor and them teaching me the business basics. And it was basics. It's like target audience, um building your brand um marketing on social media and literally i if once i knew who my target audience was because when we're in this industry we just think we're going to target mums and we're going to and dads we're going to target mums and dads um there, there's birthdays all year round we'll never be we'll never be closed we'll never be short of um bookings but what that what that did to me was I was spreading myself too thin. My marketing didn't have a message. So my marketing message was just book me, like just book me, you know, <laughs> um, I'm female. I'm different. Obviously I did use my sex to, um, I suppose, sell my soul because uh -huh. there's a lot of obviously old tra traditional and very male orientated entertainers. And I was just like, I'm different. I'm new again, pre character appearances. And, yeah it was kind of icky it was icky sales and it wasn't it really wasn't pretty so what happened was people ended up not no one was booking me and I was just like right, no one's booking me I give up it's too much hard work I can't do it I don't want to do it um so yeah back in the UK obviously I target the primary school children uh, age four to sort of 10 11 years old um so my target audience would be getting the mums in the school playground uh, on my side and booking from there so the the brand I mean I, what I did have to start from scratch um like you say you know with character appearances parents kind of know what they're getting um then Frozen came along and there was lots of amateurs and <laughs> lots of everybody just jumping on that bandwagon including me but I was I was doing events so I was doing parties but I would then host big events and big parties and there'd be like a frozen Christmas party and there was like thousands of people came to these events it was amazing yeah I know uh but um I was burning myself out so I had to kind of as Frozen would say let it go and just concentrate <laughs> see what I did there and just concentrate <laughs> on um jelly jade and building up the brand and i i branded as as rainbows and inclusivity and what i can do for you and i uh, for a couple of years i just marketed myself i like the hell out of it like it was okay to post every single day on social media and i wanted to become the industry expert in my area because nobody was doing it and actually they're they're still not doing it is 
not talking about themselves that like they're just talking about themselves all the time and I was just like well instead of talking about myself let me talk about my audience and what they want and what I can do and have how you can have a stress-free party and it just became I started to notice that when people were asking for a children's entertainer on social media people were saying my name and they still do to this day and it which is really lovely and it was like oh my gosh my hard work has paid off even people recommending me that had never even seen my show I mean I could be rubbish but something must have happened with reviews or feedback or word of mouth which is obviously the best form and people started to get it and the minute they thought somebody needs a party entertainer they thought Jelly Jade and that's the brand just then came into itself and and now I'm still rolling rolling with it because I've got to keep up that momentum and one day it might all stop. I mean, it did stop in the pandemic, but it might all just stop <laughs> naturally. And people were like, we're really bored of her now. <laughs> well, and let's talk about, you mentioned that 2021 was your most successful year. Tell me about that, Queen. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? Even when I hear somebody else saying it, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Are you sure? Um, but, I, obviously, I closed, like everybody else, April, March, April 2020, and just cried into a pillow <laughs> for mm-hmm. about six months because on the back of Jelly Jade, this is what happened in my mindset. I thought, oh, my gosh, I've built up this whole brand and everyone's going to forget me. They're going to forget who I am. They'll never book me again because when everything opens back up again, why would they book me? I'm not, I haven't been here. They haven't seen me. They're going to forget me. That's how I've... I've I really took COVID personally. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everybody did, but I felt like I was the only one. I was like, you know, why me? Um, you know, it's aimed at me. What did I do wrong? And um, it's just like a very pity party. Um, now, I was offering virtual parties like everybody, and I did go viral in the UK. I was doing like a story time session. I was one of the first people to do it, by the way, I'm just saying. Um, and because um, I couldn't sit still, I was like, right, I'm really passionate about this. I need to do something that's going to keep me going um, through the next few weeks. And um, so I set up story time and I went viral in the UK. And um, and I was just like, OK, I can still do this, but it's online. It's not what I want. It's not ideal. I did do lots of virtual parties, thank goodness. Um, but I also took out some time for myself to reevaluate what am I going to do, like everybody else. And it wasn't until April 2021, uh, so exactly probably a year later, that I was just like, how is this going to go? Am I, we obviously things here in the UK started to lift a little bit and people were inquiring without me doing anything I was still marketing throughout the pandemic because I didn't want to just stop I think that would have been really detrimental um to to me personally Uh, but people were inquiring and then they were inquiring and then they were inquiring and I was just like oh my gosh actually I can't keep up with the bookings like I thought that I was busy pre-pandemic but 2021 just went crazy. And obviously, I think people were fed up. They wanted, they, their kids have missed out. They've had lockdown birthdays, sick to death of online. And I think they just thought, right, we're just going to do this. I did a lot of garden parties, a lot. In the cold, <laughs> in the rain, in the, oh. here in the UK, the weather is unpredictable. So uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. We did one under a big like marquee and we all huddled together and I was doing like pass the parcel, just like, <laughs> like, you know, all, all together. Um, and I don't know, even, even during autumn, it just, every weekend I was booked 
and I hit all my targets and more so and then got to a point where I was just like I'm gonna have to start hiring help soon I don't know what that looks like because this is I think this is the problem with having a personal brand is nobody else can be jelly jade so if I am going to grow what is that going to look like and how how can I do it so that it's not detrimental to what I've already built up it's a really it's a really difficult one whereas I'm sure with character appearances you can start with maybe Elsa and grow and do the whole you know Disney castle of characters and and there is room for growth there so there's a big difference between the two but lots of similarities as well yes I love that and if you want some help with that please let me know because I, <laughs> I love that who, I wonder who could help me yeah <laughs> I, My creative, I think because the thing is okay so like um I know character entertainment company owners that have taken the you know the traditional characters but they also do their own unique characters and that gets a little rough because obviously they've built this company with these Disney characters and now they're trying to offer their own unique characters and sometimes that can be a little bit difficult but since you already have your own party with Jelly Jade character it would just make sense for you to create more of your own characters and like maybe do little right and like create your own cast and then do like little videos of them right and make your oh my own gosh. your own line wow but i'm such a creative person that it just excites me just saying i could create my own cast of characters like that would be incredible i don't actually think that there's obviously i've got competitors and there's some amazing entertainment companies around here and i obviously i follow them and we all follow each other and we are quite supportive but i don't want to do what they're doing Right. What they're what they're doing is adding on um, suppliers and products. So one might have a candy floss machine, another might have a, a slushy machine, another might have a um, like a bubble machine. I don't know all these. They, I just call them like they're just tacky, which I don't mean that against them. But for me, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit more. But I don't think I see anybody adding on extra characters and casts. And that kind of excites me. I'm just so thank you. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be awake tonight going, (laughs) what names can I come up with? And what will they look like? And yeah, I mean, because I'm rainbow, maybe I could have one character that represents each. See, look, each person of the rainbow and what they all stand for and all that sort of thing. So, oh my gosh. Yes, Yes, I think we have hit gold. I think we've hit gold. (laughs) It's amazing. Oh my gosh. But, you know, I still, I I do have, obviously my goals are um, to expand in the sense of working with other suppliers anyway, to do things that I can't do. Um, TP parties and uh, are a big thing. And I'm a massive karaoke fan. And I really want to introduce karaoke um, as a party package. But these are packages, like you can do them all the time. There's always, always different crazes and different things. And that's, they'll always be there. But to me, I still feel like, like I, that's it I need to do go further and hand out um work to other people that want to be in the entertainment industry because again if I can do it they can do it um and it will benefit me too absolutely you'll have more time for yourself more time to focus on the business aspect of everything and just able to outsource because outsourcing is everything you know I mean once you start outsourcing it becomes addicting I know that firsthand (laughs) (laughs) well you know what I used to be very um not against outsourcing just I'm just a bit I'm a control freak (laughs) yeah 
So and then I'm character entertainment company owners are. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not going to give anybody anything. Like, stop it. But obviously, I outsource the finance side of things, and um, I've got my mum on board, and she's like my um, my assistant for sending out bookings, and um, so I it's. I am letting go <laughs> slowly but surely, um, but the idea has to kind of sit with me for a long time, like a long time for me to then, it will then, I'll wake up one day and it'll just click and I go, right, I need to give this to somebody else and I need to do that because, you know, I am turning c customers away and mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because they have come to me and of course I do pass it on to you know, local people and local people I've worked with. And that's wonderful. We all support each other and they give it back to me as well. But I need to monetize it. And I, otherwise, I'm just going to stay in a straight line. And I'm not a straight line person. I need to be up, down, up, down and see where it could go. I'm really inspired, by the way. I'm <laughs> yes, I love that so much. I love that so much. And so, okay, that's wonderful. So I love that we have this brand new exciting new endeavor within your business you're going to be doing so many big things tell me about um what would you recommend to a business owner that let's say let's say they want to get out there in their community they want to market they want to be word of mouth but they have all these competitors in their area what would you recommend for them um, as far as like a way that they can market on the cheap or for free that they can really get their business out there the thing that, the thing that worked for me was just tell everybody and I don't mean obviously knocking on doors and you know uh, making a nuisance but I would be having conversations with a friend in a coffee shop and just talking about it oh you know if she asked me how I was oh I'm really busy with my business oh what do you do so I'm a children's entertainer um or I would um leave my business card or after in Costa and after having a coffee I'll just leave it there on the table because the workers are going to pick it up after cleaning up after me so word of mouth is free and if you're not telling people then how are people going to know and you're not just telling the people that you know, you could be telling the postman, you probably think, well, he hasn't got any children, so why would I tell him? But he's knocking on everybody else's doors and people have conversations with each other. And what I worked out was, um, you know, somebody will pass somebody else on the street and they'll they'll be like, how are you? And, they'll, and the mum will be like, oh, I'm just rushing off because my daughter's turning like six next week and I'm stressing out and the entertainers let me down. I don't know if you know anybody. And they'll go, they'll either go, no, I don't know anybody, or they'll say your name because you had that passing by conversation as well where, where they're saying, how are you? And you're going, I'm just dropping off some, I don't know, some forms for my account. So I don't know, something like that. And you're just you're having conversations with people so you're not selling you're not saying you've got to buy from me or anything like that you're just telling everybody in the way that we're having this conversation now and that's one of the key things that I I mean I even told there was a guy that came into my house today to check for um, my ceiling and he was just like oh like it's all rainbow in my other room and he was just like oh this is amazing what do you do and I was like I'm a children's entertainer he was like, oh, okay, I've got grandkids. And bam, I don't, I didn't know this guy at nine o'clock this morning. Yep. But now he knows what I do and he's going to go and Google me and he's going to find me. And it's just having those conversations. Um, it's free to do. Um, and that's probably the best piece of advice I can give for standing out in your community. And and one other thing when it when there's 
like lots of competitors around because we are in a really competitive market and industry and when somebody tags me on Facebook and everybody puts all their comments pick me pick me choose me we do this and we do that I mean I just go you know if I can help you this is my website that's all I do I don't beg I don't post loads of photos I don't say I'm the best because although I am sometimes I see clients that are perfect for me I know I would be perfect for them but I can't I can't give off that desperation. You have to kind of be subtle and calm. Let everybody else do all the noise. Um, it kind of helps you with your market research, seeing what other competitors are doing and seeing how they fit in the industry. We all have our own way of fitting in the industry. So for me, I want to be the party expert, not just entertaining your children, but helping you plan your party. I've got so much knowledge from over the years of when to send your invites out or where where to book your party or what times and all those sort of things. And I package all that up and put it into blog posts and put it into social media posts. And that's what's going to make me stand out. But how can other people do that? Do that. And if if another character appearance is doing the same, if they're blogging and if they're social mediaing and you're going, well, they're already doing it what's going to be different with me they might not post one day they might not post for a week and nobody is posting and who are they going to remember them or you so you kind of have to fit in and go well I'm still here pick me naturally don't ask for it yeah um, <laughs> don't, don't say pick me but why should people book you why should they book your Elsa uh, to their Elsa and what would uh, you have to think about what would sway it for you I know for me as a mum what would sway it for me is the one that I remembered the most, the one that I'd see in my news feeds or see on a newsletter in my emails, website, and I will remember them. What frustrates me is when I go to books with somebody and I go, who was that? Who was that milkshake company? Or who, who I can't remember their name. And then I'll just go and Google somebody else. Yep. And what I've done is I've gone, when people sit there going, oh, do I know any entertainers? I really want to help this woman. They're going, it's Jelly Jade. They're not yes, really... Yeah. No offence to character appearances, but they might say Elsa, but they're not saying your actual business name. And that's what you want to get them to do. You want you want them to say your actual business name because you've established that through your mission statement and why people should pick you, your USP, like all these, all these combinations of content that people can put out there is what is going to make you stay top of mind. And again, social media is free. I mean, you can pay for it, but... The slow way round is organic growth, and that's what I've done. I mean, it's taken me 10 years, but I'm determined, and it's got me here, and I'm fully booked and talking to you about growing. Like, that's what all of that has led up to doing, and Absolutely. You know, here I am. Yeah, so... Sorry, that was a long-winded answer. Oh, no, that was so much. <laughs> that was perfect. That was... I Honestly, that was perfect, because I, ever since meeting you and ever since seeing your account, I realized that a lot of character entertainment companies do not brand themselves into their business like yeah. so it's just another character entertainment company it's just another company with characters nobody really knows the owner or the cast there's yeah. not any kind of like emotional connection to the branding of the business yeah. and so what I've gathered from what you just said be your own biggest fan for your business absolutely Talk about it all the time be your own best salesperson be yeah. proud of your business and make sure that you are your own biggest cheerleader all of the time all of the time and um, make sure that you're putting you in your branding and really speaking to your clients and figuring out what their needs are and doing your market research and then also just 
staying on top of it and staying consistent because so many people will get discouraged. You know, I mean, I'm the same as you. Like I, I had 160% growth rate with my uh, nationwide company from year one to year two. And the way that I got that, I kid you not, um, was just consistency. I was posting on Google business every freaking week. You know, I was (laughs) posting my blogs. I was posting on social media. I was posting in the mom's groups. I was doing everything every single week, an email campaign every single week, constantly pushing myself out there. And, and like you said, I wasn't constantly being like, bye, bye, bye. I wasn't constantly like book my services. I was just like, this is who I am. This is my company. This is what we stand for. This is what I offer. This is how I can make your life better and easier. And that's it, you know, but so many people will keep doing that and then they won't see any results and then they'll get discouraged. They'll give up. They'll fall off the grid for a couple of months and then they'll finally pick it back up again. And when you have that cycle of only working, when you feel like working, you're never going to succeed. Yeah. I think if I gave up every time a post bombed or um, I didn't have any bookings for like weeks or inquiries, like I would not be sitting here. And it is hard when you're in that moment and you just, everything's just, ugh, you know, I just want to give up and I can't be bothered. And what is the point? What is the point? Like I still get days like that. What's the point? But like, again, it's a mindset thing because I was following, um, not just competitors, but other people that I like to follow that aren't in our industry, but I wanted to tailor that to our industry. Uh, but it was, I was getting comparisonitis, that that thing where you just compare, compare yourself to everybody else. So I, I did have a good few months of doing that and that really eats you up. So I stopped doing that and I stopped following those people. Um, I had to change my mindset and go, look, if I really want to make this work, I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to put the work in and plan. And, you know, and it is an effort, but that's what business is. It can't, you can't just sit there and let it come to you. And I have to tell myself this as well sometimes, because I do just sit there and I think, ah, it's all right. Even (laughs) even when I'm busy and even when I'm, I'm at full capacity, I'm still on it. I'm still like, okay, keep going because you're going to get months where, especially in the winter, where it's going to, might be quiet or a pandemic happens or, you know, lots of things you have to account for. You might be busy in January, but you might not be busy in April and you have to account for those things. So it's a constant thing of, of churning out that content. And as you say, being just being you and, and loving you and it will come across. If you're a bit like me in the beginning, sort of going, oh, I'm really scared of everything and everyone. What are people going to think of me? And they're going to judge me because I have a spot on my face today or, you know, I haven't got any makeup on or, um, you know, those sort of things, which which I still get as a woman anyway. You know, <laughs> it is hard to get out of that. But I've had to, I think, I think Instagram and like video marketing has helped me get confident with camera and my voice and all those sorts of things. Sometimes parents will send me a video with my voice in it and I'll think, oh my goodness me. <laughs> like, is that how I sound? Those poor children, like that's horrific. Um, but I have to get over that and go, this is marketing. Look at what I can do, guys. Like, look at me. And not in a, not in a, um, uh, a sort of <laughs> yeah, big ego thing or attention seeking. It, the attention seeking has changed too. I'm doing this for the sake of my business and I'm doing this for the sake of you because I know I can help you and the passion comes through and parents will book you through seeing your passion. Yes. If it's, don't worry about obviously all the technical things like talking to the camera and, you know, having a good lighting, like none of that actually matters. Parents just care 
about you, what you have to say, how it's going to help them and how you come across. And not everyone's going to like you. And I'm fine with that. You have to be fine with not everybody liking you. They just won't watch you and they'll move on. But if, like you say, if you can love yourself and you're excited and you're passionate and you love your business and you want it to work, it will eventually happen. But you can't just, you can't stop. <laughs> and I don't mean like posting every day and chasing yeah. the followers and like, yeah, emailing. I mean, like you say, emailing once a week is fine. Um, and you've got to build it. I always say sort of go in full hog to start with. But then your results will start to show you where you can sort of calm it down or post on a different day or, you know, maybe an email every day is too much. But once a week, your followers are more likely to open that, those sort of things. But you, you're not going to know that until you put those things into place. It is quite overwhelming. I don't know if you find that as well, because even as I'm talking, I'm thinking there's a lot here like. Oh, girlfriend, entrepreneurialism yeah. at its at its core is overwhelming. And that's why most people <laughs> never do it. I mean, my boyfriend tried to be an entrepreneur for five months and I was actually coaching him, trying to help him. Wow. And he couldn't tough it. He couldn't tough it. And I and I was very open and honest with him. And I was like, babe, you're running out of your savings. You're not working hard enough. Wow. I was like, you like entrepreneurialism isn't a clock out, clock in position. Yeah. Entrepreneurialism is all day, every day, when you go to sleep, when you wake up and it's, it's a mindset thing. It's like, and it's hard to turn off. I know for me personally, I'll be like laying there and all of a sudden <laughs> business ideas will come to me and I'll be like, damn it. <laughs> what is that? I don't know why it happens, but we're just about to switch off in the shower as well. I get really good ideas in the shower and I want to get out and write them down. Yep. You have to write them down. You have to, or you'll forget them. You'll forget yeah. them if you don't write them down. Yeah. And I, I love that you mentioned too about um, how you invested in your business and you hired a coach because I, you know, because I'm a coach, I deal with a lot of resistance all the time with people saying like, oh, well, I'll sign up when I can afford it. I'll yeah. sign up when I can afford it. And I'm like, you can't not afford to sign up now. I was yeah. like, if you can't afford the $99 a month to really, you know, dedicate to your growth and your development and your business, then you're never going to be out of the yes, Exactly. Exactly. And that price point as well is probably, it's such a good price point to kick. So it's not like you're saying this is thousands of dollars, like, and, and you're not going to get anything at the end of it. And I think, I think because there are a lot of coaches out there, not not for our, our industry, but everywhere, I think there might be some stigma with people investing in into coaches. I know sometimes I might see someone and just think, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Again, it's about building up your personality and, sh and showing results. And I know that you do that. I know you've shared your story and why you do it and your mission and, and all those sorts of things. And that's quite rare, I think. So I think that, um, I think I've had a similar price point when I invested in in the, in the coach as well. And um, so to me at the time, yes, I thought, oh, gosh, this is expensive. Like, what am I getting for this? But I'm so glad I did it. Like, if I could go back and say to myself, well done, like, and shake myself and go, you've got over that whole, oh, it's money, 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 money's coming out. Like, we of course we're in business for money uh, absolutely you know our targets it pays for our, our bills and our house etc but again the mindset thing is if you don't invest in yourself you're not gonna have the money or the business and I can say that now sitting here with a good amount in my bank account and 
uncomfortable with like I'm okay I'm comfortable <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that you know and manifest it but I, I I didn't have that mindset back then I just took a chance on this one person and I you know what I followed her for about five or six years afterwards and every time she puts out a new thing I'm still buying it and I probably don't need her anymore but you can always learn new things so I'm like yes take my money again take my money again and because I it she taught me so much like I would not have known those things if she hadn't have taught me we're not given a bible on business like we you don't get that book that tells you how to do everything you know and like it was it wasn't until like two years into my business of just going actually this is a bit actually I started as a hobby and I was like this is a hobby it's just a bit of pocket money whilst you know my kids is like they're still babies and my husband's working and he's keeping me and and then I was just like, and I taught myself that for two, I kept saying that to myself for two years. When people would say, oh, you're an entrepreneur, I'd say, no, I'm not. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just a mum, just a mum who's getting a bit of pocket money and doing the hokey cokey at the weekend, you know. And eventually, two years later, I was like, oh, my gosh, I am an entrepreneur. I'm earning money. I'm looking at new ways to grow it and new packages and how I can help da, 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 and all those things. And again, going back to mindset, it just, it clicked one day. And I was just like, I am a businesswoman and I need to take this seriously. And I need, the, and I need extra help. The control freak that I am, <laughs> you know, take my money, teach me these things so I can build it because something's happening here. And it is just so worthwhile. And actually for what you're doing, our industry needs something like that. We, I needed it like 10 years ago there was right. nothing nothing out there I do help our industry with social media because that's my other job and but social media is always changing like it's constantly changing but I wish somebody was there for me for the social media for marketing there's nobody in the party industry doing social media apart from me and there might be a reason for that but there you again it's it's the whole niche thing and you're going to become the expert in your industry so that we can come to you and say oh my gosh you've done it take my money show me how it's done so I can go off and do it and unfortunately not everybody that you've got as clients are going to make a go of it I, I really wish they would but right again, me too girl so me too <laughs> but they're not going to know unless they invest and buy it and then go is this is this for me and you know and, and just believing in themselves and saying I'm going to take a chance and it's going to work it's going to work you know be positive and grow and determined and like you say if they're saying well it's expensive they're just not willing to part with their money to help themselves again that's something that they'll grow into and eventually they'll they'll hopefully they'll come falling back to you and be like okay I'm ready now and you know but it's not up to you to convince them I don't think I think it's up to us to go when I'm ready to buy from Alexis, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to come to you because you've built this up and you're giving out all this advice. And if I ever do decide to do character appearance again, I'll definitely come to you because you've got some amazing people as well. Um, maybe you can teach me how to, I don't know, look the part, but, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because that image is still coming up with me as Aurora. I'm imagining um, it as well and I really want you to send it to me. <laughs> I will. I'll send it to you, but I will have a little cry uh, because it's just so embarrassing. But and when you you can use it as a comparison of how not don't do your business like this. This is how you do it. But you know, I just I just think investing is the best thing that I did, and it doesn't have to cost 
to be fair, I mean, price is subjective. So yes, what's expensive is. for that person might be like nothing to somebody else. So, you know, it's kind of, you can't really argue for that. But I just, those that are listening, I just encourage to part with their money <laughs> and help themselves because there is no like I say there is no bible out there that teaches this stuff you have to you're gonna have to yeah put the work in and, and listen to you basically oh, thank you <laughs> there you go Did I just sell that? yeah I think you just endorsed me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. endorsed by jelly jade <laughs> no, no, <Woo>! hashtag yeah <laughs> you can pay me later it's yes. I and will. Then, like Starbucks is fine. Like you can pay me in hot chocolates and coffees. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you in those little my favorite British dessert, which is those little chocolate tea cakes and the oh. red and silver foil. Oh, I know. Yeah, I saw somebody. Um, I saw somebody post about that earlier. They're called um, like tea cakes. I think. Oh, they're my favorite. Yeah. You can get them oh. at the gas station. <laughs> okay, you'll have to send me your address, and I'll send you like a box load from. Like Costco, like we've got a massive Costco here, and they'll, they'll, I'll give you a box. Yes, yes. Oh, girl, I need to come back over to England. I miss, I miss Please it do. so much. I can we only can come in August, small. though. That's um, whenever the weather is nice. Like yes. one week in August. Like <laughs> I'm going to come to. Well, we'll swap. Yes, um, that would be great because I'm done with the the weather here. Um, uh, yeah, I'm freezing, by the way. Oh, love. <laughs> freezing. Um, but it's fine. I mean, I do love it here. I love London. Um, we're not far from it. So I we know we're very, very lucky to be in a city like that um, here. Uh, but I do long for um, just anywhere but, <laughs> yeah. anywhere but here. <laughs> I feel like after the freaking pandemic, all of us want anything oh, but. We're like, can we just leave and go somewhere else, please? <laughs> Like, no masks, no restrictions. Uh, I just want to go to it. Like, right? Like, I just want to go to think, another reality. Like, yeah, <laughs> I heard that Iceland has no, no mask, no COVID, apparently. I mean, don't all rush there because me and Alexis are going. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I heard that Iceland is the place to be. And I have been there before. But I think COVID-free, I'll beat you there. Okay. I mean, mind you, it's still cold in Iceland, isn't it? So... <laughs> we'll wait for the summer well girl i'm moving to portugal this year at some <laughs> yeah. point so you can come you oh can my god with me. that's yes me as well okay you'll be yes. like an hour away <laughs> yep we're doing it we're doing oh it oh my gosh that'd be amazing <laughs> okay love well do you have any other tips tricks mindset hacks anything that you want to give to any other character entertainment company owners across the world oh my gosh that is a great question yes probably but i will be taking up a lot of your time i would just say that the most important thing is not to give up when you feel like giving up because as i say i nearly shut my business um and i'm so glad i did it but i still remember that mindset so so when the, the business is never going to be a straight line it's always going to be ups and downs. So when those downs come, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to get through them. And when the highs come, embrace them, write them down as well. I've got a little book um, where I write not just reviews, but nice things. That, so I'll, later on, I'll say what like Alexis said about me and my business, um, because it's when you're having those down days, I look back at the book and I just go, remember when you did a good party 
or when somebody said something or there might be a conversation on social media and it will involve your name and you'll go oh my gosh they're talking about me what are they saying and I always go in which is natural to do I always go in with the negative oh my gosh they're talking about me I must be awful what are they saying and then I look yes yeah. Britishness <laughs> is it <laughs> Because, oh my gosh, what are you saying? You're bitching about me. But like, no one ever, no one ever is. No one ever is. So, <laughs> you know, I will screen grab them and I will save them on my phone. So, yeah, when I'm having a bad day, um, I'll remember that I'm good. And I'll remember that it wasn't me. It was probably them. Yes. <laughs> um, but I will own my mistakes too. I'm, I'm maybe a bit too authentic. Uh, especially on social media and sometimes it doesn't go in my favor I might talk politically which I do not advise I might talk about uh, yeah I talk a lot about school runs and parents and things that I don't like and I I wouldn't advise that it's just sometimes I need an outlet depending on my mood so um so yeah I would just say keep negativity away be positive um change your mindset (laughs) work on your mindset and have a little book that you can look back on to see how great you are when things aren't always brilliant. I and that's that. it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's perfect. I, I mean, peaks and valleys, you know, I actually heard a really good quote that I want to share with you the other day. Oh, and it yeah. said, um, life is like a carousel. Um, it's constantly going up and down. All you have to do is stay on the ride. <gasps> love that. I love that. That's right? exactly it. People normally associate it with a roller coaster, but carousel. Yep. You know, we're not getting off. Right. You know, we're gonna <laughs> keep going round and round. I like that. That is a really good quote. That's yeah. basically what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's you perfect. Know. That's perfect. Yeah. It's, it, it's from Queer Eye from the from oh, Queer yeah. Eye. Yes, I love Queer Eye. Yes, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love. I love. I love all of that. So, and I normally quote from RuPaul quite a lot. Yes. About loving yourself because how the hell are you gonna love anybody else? And it's like actually that is true. I love Jenny Jade and I love me as a mom and as a wife and as and as Jade herself, so that I can then give all that love back out to the world. There we go. <laughs> yes, I love that. And send me a picture of you as Jelly Jade, and then also send me one of you as Aurora. And I'm going to put them right next to each other. Oh my like, gosh. This is what happens when you try to um, be like your competitors. And this is what happens when yes. you embrace your uniqueness. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Yes. See, again, it makes me feel funny, but I will so let you do that. And I yes. just, <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to regret it. But, um, totally like I'm so glad I could share my story so thank you so so much for having me it's so I do feel very inspired now as well so it's amazing what a podcast can do isn't it yes queen oh my gosh I'm so excited thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and for being such a beautiful ray of light in this community like girlfriend like you truly make the world a better place just by existing and I thank you I really appreciate you and I'm honored to know you and excited to meet you in person one day. Yes, and go to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so, so much. Yes. Okay, love. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump off here because I know it's late for you. Um, but thank you again. And I'll be talking to you very soon. Yes. Thank you, Alexis. Take care. Lots of love. Love you. Bye. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hooray! 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppityBankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppityBankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.